Hello, welcome to the Shumcast. I'm Tony Shump, Ralph Mandelon. And I'm the Minnie Cantonian Zone. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Uh, James Morrison, what a well, legend. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Why yeah. would he come on our show? We're just Shumps. I'm sure you, uh, you could have bought a trumpet. He's very good. I wanted to bring in a trumpet. You could have bought a trumpet. I did. Instead of yelling and screaming I've like got that. a trumpet. I've yeah, got, got, got a, a lot of complaints about that. About yeah, I know. Screaming. I know. It's actually next door neighbour being complaining. Hurry up. I want to talk to yeah, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. But, you know, we got the, he's a he's a world-renowned um, world trumpet He's player. been everywhere, all yes. over the world. Yeah, except Werribee. Well, that's oh, where? Right. Werribee? Yeah. He probably hasn't played in Werribee. He's played all around the world. He's played everywhere except for Werribee, Werribee. but we'll ask him. Oh. Get him on. Let's oh, ask him. Okay. Further no more to do. James Morrison! Hello, would you please welcome to the Shumpcast, James Morrison. James, trumpet player, whatever you play. I think you play a lot of instruments there, James. Yeah, he plays heaps. Just a few. Just a few. All right, well, James, your first professional gig was at the Coles New World in Mona Vale, and you had a rocket on the roof, apparently. You got paid $1. How do you know that, mate? That's... That's brilliant. Well, you had, and you got paid one dollar, and then you take it from there, buddy. Well, the things went quite well from there. I think um, so. <laughs> yeah, I had a little quartet every Saturday morning. It was it was our first professional gig, so I always say I I turned pro at the age of nine. Wow! But that... um, but quite seriously, by the time I was thirteen, I was working in nightclubs. Thirteen. Um, yeah. You could do that. All you have to do is put a tuxedo on, yeah. like in the suit, yeah. and carry a trumpet, and just, you know, you're in the band, and no one bothered with the fact that you're only 13. <laughs> Mate, so, did you... all, the, all the guys in the band were super old. They were like 30 or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you get into night? You just said you just walked in with, with the band. That, that's basically... I just got a gig with the band. They just booked me. I went, yeah, walked in and played, and um, no one said a word. And I was working nightclubs. I ended up... Um, uh, up in Sydney in King's Cross at a, at a, the Paradise Jazz Cellar. I was working there oh, when I was sixteen. Nice. Oh man, that was um, that was uh, something else. That was that was the real deal. So yeah, by the time <laughs> the funny thing was, I mean, I was still in school. Yeah. And school was a bit of an interruption, you know. I remember I remember the <laughs> teacher sort of saying, "Now you've got to do some work, James." I said, "No, I'm going to catch up on my sleep. I'm working tonight." <laughs> <laughs> So you so you, you debuted at sixteen after that at the Montreux Jazz Festival. Oh my God! You so, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first trip overseas when I was sixteen went to Monterey and um, and played over there. That, that was amazing because I had these heroes I'd listened to on records and never ever seen, and like Dizzy Gillespie and people like that. And there they were, live, and I got to meet them, and it was just um, our incredible experience. And yeah, yeah, I sort of suddenly felt like, oh right, oh, I'm sort of part of this huge thing, this, this jazz community all over the world. So who did, who did you go over there with? Did you go there by yourself? Did you just jump on a plane? Or No, no, that was with just a, a local sort of um, youth band. Um, yeah. It was called the Young Northside Big Band. And uh, mm. the guy who ran that, you know, organised this youth sort of band that we'd go and play on the weekends, managed to get us an invite to go to Monterey and away we went. And, um, wow. Yeah, it was that. Well, you can imagine that. We saw we saw the Count Basie Orchestra live. Oh, my like, God. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I, and we'd heard them all play, and then they said, now, would you, you come backstage and you can meet um, Dizzy Gillespie? Oh. We're all standing around oh, God, just Dizzy. looking at him. And he said hello. And we, none of us spoke. And then one of the guys just said to him, how do you play like that? <laughs> just like a real, real, bit of an open-ended question. Yeah. And you know what Dizzy said? What? He said, well, first you've got to learn all your scales. <laughs> 
all your modes in every key. <laughs> then you've got to learn all of the bebop heads, all these really complicated tunes in every key. And we're thinking, oh, geez, we've got so much work to do. And he listed this great long list of serious stuff, and then he stopped, and he burst out laughing. And he just said, you forget all that shit and just play. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you played with Dizzy Gillespie, Quincy Jones, Herbie Hancock, George Benson, Ray Charles, B.B. King. Oh. And your one regret is that you weren't old enough to play with Louis Armstrong. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Louis, yeah, Louis uh, passed away before I was sort of on the scene. You know, I was just yeah. too young. But um, I mean, I've been lucky. I got you know, I got no complaints at all. That I've got to meet and play with most of my record collection. I'm really fortunate. Some mm. of those things. I mean, like with BB King and Ray Charles, that was together. We oh toured God. around the world for three months. What? And uh, we went everywhere. And um, that was an amazing... And we finished up with a concert at the Apollo Theatre in Harlem, New York. Yeah. You can imagine being there with B.B. King and Ray Charles. Oh it was God. just incredible. Now, Joan, just going back to Dizzy Gillespie, this trumpet, it's, it's sort of up, it's sort of like a 45-degree angle. I've always wanted to know why, yeah. why, is, why is that? Oh, mate, you've asked a big question there. That's what everyone asks. <laughs> so I thought... I got to know him. I performed with him again. Yeah. Um, oh, when was it? 1987, I think. Yeah. I was with at the, the Montreux uh, Festival in Switzerland with him in a small group. And mm. I thought, I can ask him. So I said, you know, dear, what the, how did the trumpet get bent? And he looked at me and he said, what have you heard? <laughs> and I said, well, I heard that you left it sitting on the ground when you're like loading the car and someone backed over it. <laughs> you, had, you, had to do the, you had to do the gig like that and you liked the sound and so you kept it. And he said, yeah, that's what happened. And the way he said it, I said, really? He said, no. He said, but I always just say, what have you heard? And I say, yep, that's what happened. He said, because I love hearing what people think. You know, sometimes people say that, you know, did someone bent it in a fight. Yeah. Other people say yeah. he found out this, you know, weird thing that was going to be yeah. better and had it done. And I said, yeah, but what really happened? Yeah, what's the real said, story? Yeah. yeah, well, that's what I said. I said, what really happened? And he said, whatever you've heard. <laughs> he never told. And he's gone now. And so no one actually knows. Why oh, his no. trumpet was bent? Oh, did so it sound, did it sound left it a mystery? Did it sound different or was it the same sound or? Oh, it sounded different. The sound went. The sound would go up. You could sort yeah. of, you know, point down a little bit, and the sound would go up, and so it projected more. Should be yeah. hard, to, hard to microphone. But really hard to find a case to fit it in. Because I wondered <laughs> them, how come everyone's trumpet's not bent? Because yeah. it doesn't fit in any trumpet case. You played for, in front of the Queen, George Bush, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, just to name a few. Were you were you nervous? Nah. No. no, I don't really get nervous. I, I, the bigger the occasion is, the more excited I get, the more I want to play. You know, mm. so I mean, look, playing for you know, sort of presidents and queens and things is all good. Yeah. But also, some of the big gigs. I mean, probably the biggest gig as far as people goes yeah. that I've ever played would have been the opening of the Olympics. They asked me to oh, write the yeah, song. Yeah, the two thousand Olympics. That. Yeah. So and, uh, that, that was a big crowd. Someone said to me, "What if you missed that first note?" <laughs> I, just, I looked at him. I said, "Why on earth would I miss the first note yeah. tonight? Like yeah. on that of all the first yeah. notes in my yeah. life, you think I'm going to miss this one? Are you kidding me?" <laughs> that was the biggest crowd ever, too, wasn't it? Like you, you played yeah. in front of yeah, that one. Forget was like billions, a bit, yeah. one point something billion people watching. You know, yeah, it was. Um, that was cool. That was a that was a great gig. Hmm. And um, yeah, but but you know what? Some of the gigs, I, I just think about, like, over the last, all these decades that I've been playing and touring around the world. Yeah. Uh, and whilst they're very memorable, you know, things like the opening Olympics or playing for yeah. queens and presidents, 
But there's nights like one night in this little club that was in a, the catacombs underneath Graz in Austria, yeah. or down in these, you know, cellars. Yeah. And it, like, it seats about 60 people while I'm there with my quartet. We all remember that night because it was just magic, you know. And, and so it's not always the big gigs. It's, yeah. it's sometimes it's just something happens musically that really grabs you and you, you never forget it. So, so why did you play there? Who, who brought you there? Um, in Graz, in that little club. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've been touring Europe for, for, I don't know, 30 or 40 years. And um, uh, I, I go there and do everything from concert halls to, you know, play the Royal Albert Hall to yeah. play little clubs. Yeah. We're on our tour. I've just come back. I was there a few weeks ago, and um, we played everything from, you know, big concert halls to um, Ronnie Scott's Jazz Club, you know, in, oh, in yeah. London. <laughs> and, uh, and everything in between. It's, uh, there's all sorts of great places to play over there. Gave you the drive. I mean, you, you play trumpet, saxophone, double bass, piano, guitar, trombone, tuba, clarinet. I mean, you, you would have grown up, like, learning and, and playing as a kid. Like... Where did you get the inspiration? Like I just, I, I never, well, I didn't have a specific teacher, and that really helped. Yeah? Because, yeah. well, if you've got a teacher, nothing wrong with having a teacher, by the way. Anyone yeah. who's listening got a teacher, great. Yeah. But what helped for someone like me was yeah. um, I'd just listen to things and go, oh, I like the sound of that, and I want to do that. So I'd go, I'd do it. If I had a teacher, that would have given me advice as to why yeah. that was a bad idea. Um, you know, like you should stick to one instrument, you should concentrate on that or yeah, put more time yeah. into it. But no one told me, I didn't know. So I just thought, oh, if you like the sound of something, you play it. So the inspiration came, I'd hear something and go, yeah. oh, that's awesome, I want to make that sound. And um, sometimes I didn't even know what instrument it was. I'd say to someone who knew, what's that? And they go, oh, that's an alto saxophone. I go, okay, I'm going to play one of them. <laughs> so- and it just seemed like the way I liken it today, and everyone will understand this, whether yeah. a musician or not, it's like walking up to a builder yeah. And saying, mate, you're using the saw. A moment ago, you were using the hammer. Wow, you're really multi-talented. He goes, no, I'm a builder. I'm not a hammerer yeah. or a sawer. Yeah. I'm a builder. These are the different tools I use. And for me, I've mm. always thought about it like that. I'm not a trumpeter. I'm a musician. Yeah. Trumpet's mm. one of the tools I use. So yeah. it's trombone, saxophone. They're just different tools. Yeah. But it's all about making music. What's your favourite tool? My favourite tool? Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm pretty good, actually, with a saw. Um, <laughs> That's not what I mean. I'm, you I'm, know not it. I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but I'm pretty good with a mitosaur. Yeah. Um, no, I don't have a favourite instrument. If I did, I'd probably just play that one, because why would you ever play one that wasn't your favourite? Yeah. You know, but, yeah. Um, yeah. but no, I love them all. I, my favourite instrument, and this will sound like a you know, made-up answer, but it really is true. Yeah. My favourite instrument is whichever one I'm playing at the time. Once I pick it up and start playing, I go, oh, yeah, this is the best. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Out of all your accomplishments, and you've got a million, and, and, you, mm. and you still haven't started yet, you know what my favourite is? What's you, your, oh, this you, is good. You, you married Judy Green. I used to have Ju- a big photo of Judy Green on my wall. Is that fair, is <laughs> Are you married to Judy Green and you've got three bloody... Children with her too, yeah? Miss Australia, She was Miss Australia and she was the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. 1987? I don't know. 1987? Yes, yeah, that's when I met her when she was Miss A because she was driving in the celebrity race, you know, before the Grand Prix. Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, she was there and, of course, all the soap stars and the big sports stars and I think I was the token musician. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw her and I went, oh, yep, there's Oh, my God. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And um, how is yeah. she, what's she doing? Um, well, she, she, we, all sorts of things, mate. I mean, obviously, apart from bringing up three boys, and yeah. we, we ran a music school together. She was administrator for this academy. We yeah. had a whole lot of uni students. And um, at the moment, 
while COVID came, mate, mm. of course, all the gigs stopped, all the touring stopped. There's yeah. absolutely nothing. Yeah. Not, a, not a note to be played. And I said to my sons, I said, hey, you know how we always talked about one day we should build a houseboat, like build a really cool sort of boathouse-style houseboat? Yeah. I think this is the time. So we started building this thing and, um, and we finished it uh, while COVID was on and everyone loved it. Someone wanted to buy it. We said, all right. So we sold it. We said, we'll build another one. We've built four now. And um, so what she's doing now is she's a really good painter. Um, I'm good with the Midasaurus, I've told you. And and she's painting. So um, apart from that, the funny thing is the touring all came back on. As I said, I've just been in Europe for seven weeks. My manager said, now, James, we've got um, the BBC proms coming up and you've got to go to New York in September and blah, blah, blah. I said, listen, mate. I said, just take it easy with the touring. This is getting in the way of my building. (laughs) I don't think he appreciated that. Now, uh, uh, James, uh, who's your favourite trumpet player of all time? Oh, Ooh. see, that's hard, that's hard. Well, give us your top three. I'll give you my one. I'll, gi- I'll give you my one. Yeah, give me yours. Yeah, give me yours. Maynard Ferguson. Oh, see, I grew up on Maynard. Oh, oh Mr Maynard, I went, that's just impossible. I played with Maynard a few times. Oh, oh stop it! Smart. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. He was I great, him, but like him, Maynard was definitely a favourite of mine. So had Dizzy Gillespie been, so has Louis Armstrong been. The, the trouble is, at different stages, you go through, you go, yep, this right. is the best, this yeah. is my favourite. Yeah. And, and then you go to someone else. So now I just look at them all and I go, yeah. you know, they're all incredible. I, 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 don't, I really don't have a, a single favourite. But at various times I did, absolutely. Yeah. What about Miles Davis? Oh, Miles, I mean... That's the thing. These names you're mentioning, like, nobody sounds like Miles Davis. Nobody sounds like Maynard Ferguson, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the great thing about the about jazz is these guys have such a personality, such a sound, yeah. and they don't sound... It's not a matter of who's better than who or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's no one's better at being yeah. like Miles Davis yeah, than yeah. Miles Davis is, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Did you ever but, meet Miles Davis? Uh, no, I never met Miles, no, mm-hmm. no. Um... I, heard, I saw him live a few times though, wow. um, which was which was amazing. But but no, he's one that I never met. But uh, he was uh, wow, what a um, you know what an iconic player. Yeah. He's changed changed the face of things for sure. Just like you did, James. Now you, <laughs> uh, you performed with uh, Bill Collins, Sting, and Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Mm. Chaka Khan. Oh mate, that was great. I've got to tell you, Chaka Khan. She is incredible. What a great. Apart from being just such an amazing singer. Yeah. What a lady. Yeah. She walks into a room, and I don't care how big the room is or how many people are in, everybody knows Chuck just arrived. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she is larger than life. Like she's, wow, she's got so much charisma. She's amazing. Hey, and Phil Collins, yeah. I have to tell this story, even though yeah. it makes me look like a fool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on this, we're on this, um, this special concert for Quincy Jones. Yeah. And, um, you know, everyone and their dog is on, like all the different stars that have played with him over the years. Yeah. And um, I was very fortunate to be invited to be one of the guests. And so the band's playing, one of the guests is on, whoever it was at the time. And um, and then I, I, there's one more song and then I'm on. Yeah. So I'm getting ready. I'm going to be late. I'm going to be not, you know, ready to go. It's a TV show and it's, you know, a big concert. And I'm coming up the stairs at the side of the stage. And there's this guy standing there. And he's standing in such a way I can't really get around him. <laughs> you know, sort of taking yeah. up space. Yeah. And I'm, try- I'm trying to just politely sort of go past thinking you'll get the hint and move. And he didn't. And I said, excuse me, mate, I just need to get past I'm on, uh, you know, after the next song. And he turned around, he looked at me, he said, oh, 
geek and whitey said i'm in the next song it was phil collins yeah. <laughs> so, don Allen, phil collins get out of the way get out of the way oh, phil. Come on, get out of the way. And he's on next. He's yeah. on before me. Yeah. And um, he said, no, you'll be right. He said, I'm on, I'm on next. You've still got time. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Mate, didn't he know who you were? Didn't he? Yeah, didn't, didn't he, he know who you were? That's James Morrison. That's James Morrison. Ah, oh, great yeah. dra- He's a great drummer, Phil Collins, but too, too many girlfriends. That's what the stuff you want. <laughs> too many divorces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, Phil was great. I did, I did after that get to know him. And um, he, was, uh, he, he was great. What about, great, what, great music. what about Sting? Sting, you played with Sting also? Yeah, Jamie? Yes, yeah, a few times with Sting. Now, again, really lovely guy. Yeah, great, and yeah. such a great musician. Mm. And always has such great musicians in his bands too. Like, really, yeah. he gets the top people, plays with, you know, usually a bunch of jazz musicians around him, even though they're not often playing jazz. Yeah. But that's the kind of music he likes. But, yeah, Sting, Sting was great. Well, the last thing I did with him was we did... Um, for International Jazz Day, we did a gig at the White House. Yeah. Oh, with Barack Obama. And Barack Obama was president. Oh, my God. And he, he put all these lights around the White House, um, right around the outside of it, like, it was a big setup and shone it all blue. And he changed the, the name of it from the White House to the Blues House. Oh, right. And we did a concert there. And just get ready to pick these up. I'll drop all these names to pick them all up. Um, yeah. Uh, so not only was Sting on that night, but Aretha Franklin. Aretha! Oh, Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, and uh, uh, Herbie Hancock oh, and uh, Chick Corea and oh my it was just incredible. And the whole thing was hosted by Morgan Freeman and oh. that, was a, that, was a, that was an amazing concert. Hey, did you get to party with all these people? Yeah, we got to hang out. Absolutely. Oh my God! Yeah, that was, that was great. I was, I, I, <laughs> I was sitting in the back of this limo on the way there and they just they had like a string of limos come and pick us all up from the hotel take us to the White House. Yeah. We got stuck in a traffic jam, we're sitting there, and I'm sitting, at, you know, I've got uh, Pat Metheny and um, Lee Rittmauer, and I'm trying to think who else, and um, oh, another great guitarist, three guitarists, they're all yeah. talking guitar shit, yeah. and I'm sitting there, so I'm sitting there listening to this, and one of them turned to me at one stage, and he said, um, he said, oh, you must find this a bit boring, he said, uh, you know, being a trumpet player. And I said, no, mate, no, I play some guitar too. Next thing you know, we're all talking strings, we're all talking this. And I, oh, I'm mate. sitting there thinking how weird it is <laughs> to be with three of the, you know, of the greats of guitar. Yeah. Um, talking this stuff. And the guitarist that I know that would give anything to be sitting in that car. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I stirred them when I got back home. I said, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was sitting there having a chat with Pat Metheny and with, um, you know. They said, oh, what did he say? I said, oh, we're talking about strings. Oh, what did he use? I said, oh, I didn't really pay attention. I don't care. I'm <laughs> Oh, I did. oh my god! <laughs> hey, hey, how did you get to play with In Excess? Or did you did you tour with them? Yeah, no, no. They, um, I played on one of their albums. Um, they they called me up. They wanted a trumpet solo on this on yeah. two tracks, and so I went into the studio. That was great. They were great to work with. What them. tracks? And, um, what tracks were they? Do you know? Do you know? I should remember that. that Never tear us apart. No idea, so many years ago now. Never tear us apart. You that they had the, the sax bit, wasn't it? No. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, um, yes. I'm trying to think. There was another one. Anyway, yes, yeah, yeah. so I went into the studio, and they again, great musicians. They really knew what they wanted, and yeah. um, and they were, you know, and they said, "We really want you to play. We want that style." I said, "What do you want me to do?" And they said, "This was great. This shows how how much they know what they're doing." Yeah. Instead of saying, yeah. "Oh, could you play like this? Can you play like that?" There's nothing wrong with that, but they yeah. didn't. Yeah. They said, "No, mate. We asked you in. We want you to play like you." Yeah. That's you know, awesome. that's why we've got you here. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's that's great. So I, I uh, played, and I still got a lovely gift they gave me. I've still got it, and I, I, I'll keep it forever. 
they um, afterwards the project came out and they're all happy with it and everything. Yeah. They sent me a music stand, oh. um, like a really old antique wooden music stand, a beautiful you know yeah. um, uh, you know historic piece like music oh, stand. So yeah. I've still got it sitting in my studio. Oh. Sure, I said it's engraved. You know, it says from an excess. You know, love from an excess. You know, yeah. great, oh. great playing and all that stuff. Yeah, that was. But that was that was a great band. They were great musicians. And what what year was that roughly when you did the in excess? Uh, oh, it's got to be eighties, nineties, eighty. Yeah, late eighties. Yeah. So it was in their peak when they were at their yeah. peak. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was a kick, was was a, the kick album? I think it might have been the kick album. One of them. Might have been. Oh. Yeah. Might have been. Well, I mean, you'd like we'll, to go and look it up and find it. No, we'll, we'll get our assistant to Google that. Hey, James, you're a, you're a top bloke, mate. You, you're, you're also a fellow ambassador for Life Changer, yeah? Absolutely. Like, that helps young people. I used to be a youth worker, so can you tell us a bit about that? Oh, mate, that's an incredible organisation, Life Changer, and um, uh, the, you know, fantastic footy player, Scott Waters, um, founded that yeah. and all that, and he's a top bloke, and... What they do, there's a need in any community and, uh, and do this great work. Yeah. So it's fantastic to see that sort of real grassroots, real actually getting into the community. Yeah. And it's not like they, you know, and not there's anything wrong with this, but it's, you know, like if someone's hungry, you can send them a food parcel. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. yeah. But this is that other kind of thing where they actually go there and spend time with them and yeah. actually, you know, form relationships and, and make a difference. And uh, it's really, really, uh, really wonderful work that they do. So, yeah, yeah I'm... I'm, I'm Thrilled any time I get to um, you know uh, support them. Australia's um uh, in in Australia's version of Top Gear. Were you the were you the host? I was one of the hosts. You know they have three hosts for Top Gear. Um, yeah. Is the formula? Yeah. And so I was one of the three hosts. And um, <laughs> mate, that was um, that was a bit of fun because yeah. I actually the first car show I hosted was way back before Top Gear. It was in the early nineties, ninety one, I think it was. Yeah. For two years, I had a show on Channel 10 called Behind the Wheel. Yeah. And um, we got taken off the air. What? <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. yeah, well, for being too outrageous, you know, for what? crashing cars and sliding around and mucking around. Because back in those days, if you yeah. remember, early 90s, before Top Gear, car shows were where they sort of walked around the car and sat and the doors shut nicely and they drove them normally and they took, it's quite sporty and all that. Yeah. When Top Gear came on, everyone said, oh, wow, this is more like it, where they, you know, started blowing things up and yeah. doing stupid things and having some fun. Yeah. We did that um, in the early 90s before Top Gear. We got taken off the air. They said, you can't do that. They said, it's just fun. It's just entertainment. They said, no, people are going to think they can drive like that. Yeah. We said, no, they won't. They know it's a TV show. Anyway, yeah. but they, we got taken off the, the broadcasting standards or something, said, no, it's too outrageous. You can't do it. We got taken off the air. And then... Some years later, I saw Top Gear and I went, oh, that's what we were doing. You had the idea. Bit too early. No, I don't think they stole it. I think, mate, you didn't need to steal that idea. How brilliant you have to be to come up with the idea. I'm not saying Top Gear isn't great and the guys aren't great. They are. But but how brilliant just to come up with the idea, hey, why don't we get some cars and have some fun? I mean, it's a no-brainer. No, 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 that's it. Hey, but... What about Hey Hey It's Saturday? You were in oh, Hey Hey It's Saturday yes. band. You were always on Hey Hey It's Saturday. I also look forward yeah, to seeing you on that. Yeah, that was great fun. Mate, that show was mayhem. And and I, I think, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows that, but I don't think they realise to what degree the TV isn't done like that no. anywhere else in the world. Yeah. yeah. Shows just aren't done. They organise things. That show, literally, they start rolling and so, go, we've kind yeah. of got a rough idea what's going to happen. We've got yeah. some guests. We're going to do Red Faces. But yeah. anyone could say anything at any time, and the show could just take a left turn and go into some mad thing that's happening on the spur of the moment. 
They don't let that happen on television. And and um, I remember when Daryl did a few shows from LA. Yeah. This was good. I'm not sure this was public knowledge, but I, I can tell you, yeah. he did some shows in LA, yeah. and this TV mob over there loved it and said, oh, we've got to get you to do that here and do an American thing. He said, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. He thought, wow, I'm going to get into American TV. Yeah. And then they said, so what's your formula? How do you do this? And when he told them, they said, yeah, but how do you know what that, that head on the stick is going to say? He said, I don't. He said, well, where's he getting his script from? He said, he's not. He just says whatever he likes. <laughs> and they just said, but, but you can't do that on television. And he said, yeah. And they said, well, we can't work like that. And he said, oh, we'll see you later. <laughs> that never happened. Because they, they just couldn't understand yeah. that Aussie way. We just said, oh, it'll be right. Don't yeah. worry about it. Just see what happens. So so were you nervous? Like, like did you know what you were doing? Like, you didn't really, nah, did you? No, nah, you didn't get nervous with that. That was fun. It was seriously like going to a party. Whenever yeah. you were on Hey Hey, it was like, yeah. oh, I've got a party this yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. And it's just going to be a party on television. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was seriously it was like that. It was an amazing thing. And you know what? There's nothing like it now. I was about to say it's a one-off, but I mean, it's a pretty long one-off. How many years is it on the Air Force? 30 oh, years. Yeah. 30 years. Well, well James, years. why don't you come up with a show like that? You should be coming up with a show like that. You'd be a great host. Hey, hey, it's James oh. Morrison. Yes, James Morrison! <laughs> hey, hey, it's James yeah. Morrison. Do you, reckon, do you reckon the world, though, could cope now with a show like that? I'm not sure it could, like, with a show yeah. where anything yeah. could yeah. have happen. yeah. Things tend to be, we do, you know, it's, 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 uh, things have changed, haven't they? Yeah. yeah that was a time yeah, when, yeah. like, they just said, well, we'll just, you know, we'll go with the flow and yeah, see what happens. Yeah. You're in, you're a 1962 baby like us, aren't you? So you're coming yeah, in your 60th year, aren't you? I'm 1962, I'll be 60 this year. Yeah, me too. We're all brothers. Well, wow. Well, you're, you're in, um, you're in November, yeah? November, yep. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. September, so I'm a couple of months older than you. Yeah, yeah. Right. You, you're you're doing a, a birthday bash there. Yeah, you're doing. A, you're playing on your birthday at the. Uh, yeah, 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 in, yeah. In doing a birthday tour, getting together some old friends in a big band and get to. Um, that's how you celebrate your birthday. Yeah. Where? Where? Uh, that's going to be. I'm going to be at Hamer Hall with that Ooh, one. Melbourne. Oh, Melbourne. Yeah, I think we might have to go there. Well, we have to. We, we have to come and uh, help you carry your trumpet. Yeah, in. yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, come and help you celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Heavy that trump. Hey, <laughs> hey, we've done forty-four podcasts, and you've you've released forty-four albums. Is that true? <laughs> wow! So we're not only all sixty. Oh no, we're here. brothers. We've also got the same number of recordings. Yes, <laughs> yes. Except yours are albums, and ours is just um, talking like chumps that, that we yeah. that we are. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, how did you agree right. to this, James? You're, you're a world famous superstar, and we're just a couple of chumps. So we're we're honoured to have you on yeah, the show. Very we're very very honoured. Thank you very uh, much. No, it's great to talk to you guys. It's nice to you know just have a chat with some people who have you know and so well read. You guys know. Ooh, I mean, when you, you said much. the rocket was above the uh, the supermarket, yeah, I thought, yeah, okay, yeah. these guys know their stuff. Well, we've yeah. got we've got a researcher, the Werribee Whisperer, and he gives us he does all our research. I mean, yeah. we pay him a lot the of money. Werribee Whisperer, the Werribee yeah, like Whisperer, yeah. yes. Yeah. He pay, we pay him cash. Yeah, we yeah, met we him in a car park. Brown and, paper uh, yeah. bag. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. And look, there must be something about that. If you're going to have a, 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 a researcher that's going to find you out the really secret stuff, yeah. do they need to come from Werribee? Do you think that's yeah. <laughs> Yes, you're the beauty. Well, I mean, could you, yeah. could you possibly, like, it couldn't really get sort of, you know, a secret researcher that can find out the stuff like that. Oh, no, that? they're not going to come from sort of Turak, no. are they? No, they they're can't not come, come from anywhere. From... They've got to come from Werribee. Maybe, maybe when you come to Melbourne, you can do a gig at Werribee there. Yes, yes. 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 
Hey, That's a good idea. Hey, James, your your father was a with a Methodist minister, yeah. Is that yep. is that where you grew up, you grew up like um liking music and stuff like that? Did they all play an instrument? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all that gospel blues and stuff in the church. Yeah, which wasn't normal for a Methodist church, I've got to say. But the no. one that I went to had all that happening. Yeah. yeah, that's that's so closely related to blues and we could relate them related to jazz, gospel music. So I grew up on that. So um, yeah, that was that was a, a great way. Started playing early, you know, in the yeah. church band yeah. and all that. So, so you played with your your dad and your you got a sister and a brother. Yeah, my brother's a drummer and got a big band, and yeah. um, he, um, he we gigged together for many many years. He's got his own big band now and does a whole lot of stuff, and I guest with him every now and then. Oh, beautiful! And my sister's a trump. My sister's a trumpeter. Oh, oh you're oh. kidding! Is she nearly? Yeah, yeah. Who's better, you or your sister? Oh, mate. No, do you think he's trying to get me in trouble, aren't you? I just want to hear you say it. I'll tell you what, she's a great teacher. She's got about 50 students. How do you teach 50 people to play the trumpet? She must be patient. She's very patient, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, James, your three children, are they musical? Yes, they are. Yep, are three boys. Yeah, and uh, the eldest one, although he could be a muse if he wanted to, he's very musical. But he went into IT, so he's got a real job. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. and the other two are musos. Yeah, yeah. The middle one, William, and the youngest one, Harry. They tour with me most of the time. Oh, so that's uh, that kind of fun. I'm on the road with two of my boys. Yeah, yeah ball. Mm. Now nominated for eight Arias. Winning in 2010 and 2017. Yeah, and that, that, those, um, and then in 2013 you were inducted to the Jazz Hall of Fame. Shit. I was, yeah. Jeez, I'd forgotten that. Look at that. That's the World Jazz Hall of Fame. Yeah, right? yeah. No, so, Australian yeah. Jazz Hall of Fame. Jeez, and, and um, yeah, I've well, you know, won a few bits and pieces over the years, but you sort of tend to not uh, think about them. You're always thinking about yeah. what you're going to do next. Yeah, you know? well, well, what are you going to do next, James? To me, I'm going to build a bigger boat. We need a bigger boat! I'm George. You should be a scriptwriter um, too. Yeah. yeah, but also I'm going to do some music too. It's time to record something again. Um, yeah. It's time to record something. So I've got a, a, an album planning at the moment. Oh, nice, um, nice. I think I'll probably record that. I was talking to some people. I'm going to record that in London. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I want to get this fantastic choir on the album. They've got this amazing choir. And I've got an idea of some uh, voices with, with horns. So you know, try something over there and... Meanwhile, lots more touring to do. As I said, I'll be back to New York in mm, September. Nice. I haven't been there for a couple of years while yeah. COVID's been on. So yeah. get back to the uh, the Big Apple and play there and do some touring in the States. And yeah, it's, 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 uh, that tour I just did in Europe, what I found was people, it's all pent up demand. People have haven't been out to hear music for a couple of years, so they're, wow. they're right into it, which is great. Yeah. Mm. And in, in 2016, you recorded an album in Good Company. That's Is that your last album? Good company. No, I've done something since then. Okay. Uh, I've done a couple of things since then. I recorded um, uh, a thing in London with the BBC Orchestra oh. uh, called The Great American Songbook. Actually, we won the ARIA for that. Wow. Um, that was 2017. And I recorded a quartet album with my sons also. We recorded that at Abbey Road. Oh, at Abbey Road. That was cool. Yeah, it was called Midnight Till Dawn. And the reason we called it, we didn't have a name for the album. 
but we were working so much and had so many gigs on us that we've got to get into the studio. Yeah. And so I said, well, all we can do is go after the gig. We start recording at midnight and we just record it through until dawn. So we just called the album that. Yeah, that's uh, just like your book, yeah? Blowing Your Own Trumpet? Ooh. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> that's a great name. What, what's in that? That's just a bunch of stories. That's just a bunch of, like, you know, anecdotes from all my touring and all the and the stuff that's happened. It's kind of yeah. like a... Uh, uh, you know, like, a, a, a autobiography. Yeah. But um, and uh, with with a lot of the good bits left in, because often the autobiographies, you know, people leave the good bits out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's all the good stories with um, George Benson and Herbie Hancock and yeah. Aretha Franklin and stuff like that. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Just, you know, all, all sorts of things that have happened and people I've met uh, and uh, what's gone on over the years. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look, if you spend your life, you know. Travelling around as much as I do and playing all these different places and meeting yeah. all these people, stuff happens. You do end up with some stories. And, and, and uh, James, you can still buy that book now? Or? I think so. Yeah? I think so. Yeah, I, I've got a spare copy if you like, mate. Oh, <laughs> we need, yeah. So, so when, when, when was that released, that book? Um, that came out, oh, geez, a little while ago now. It might be due for an update. Okay. I should add some new stories. I reckon it came out about... 2000 and she's nearly 10 years ago, oh, maybe okay. 2012. ACDC play at your school? Yes. Oh my how, god! How weird is that? Because they all went to Baron Joey High School, which is the next high school to mine. We're at Pittwater High School. Pittwater High, yeah. Beaches of Sydney, yeah. yeah. And um, so they were at the next school. And for our school dance, my brother still got the poster. There's this poster in big letters that's got Stevie Wright Band. And then in little letters down the bottom, it's got with support from ACDC. Oh, oh my God, you're kidding me. <laughs> yeah, so, they were the support band at the school yeah, dance. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, oh my God. So, so you all knew each other or knew of each other? Knew of each other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that was so funny. Like, uh, from the next high school, we went, oh, hey, they're all right. Yeah, they're all right. They're good. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did okay, I reckon. An embarrassment <laughs> of riches over at um at that around that that area. Yeah, I was going to say there's a lot of a lot of um, musicians come from around that area too. So you know, ended up knowing all sorts of people. But um, I mean, when they're playing for the school dance that night, imagine if we'd know it where, oh. where they were going to end up. Stevie Wright too. I mean, was he was he that good when he, when you heard him sing? Yeah, yeah, back right. then, absolutely. And is he? He's really tiny, isn't he? Is he short? Yes. Yeah. How tall are you, James? Me? Oh, you, you want it in centimetres or feet and inches? Yeah, oh no, yeah. the old, um, the old yeah, yeah, feet, old school, feet, feet. old school. Yeah. Five nine. Five nine. Oh, that's that. like us. That. See, oh, we're all God, born at sixty two. We're all five nine. Five nine. And, and we haven't got any hair. Have you got hair? <laughs> no, no hair, no, no. But we're wearing wigs. We're wearing yeah, wigs. wigs. Yeah. Hey, now, the, I want to talk great. to you just, just quickly about the, the world's largest orchestra. Um, you had, um, did you organise that? You had 7,224 musicians what? on stage. I know, that's just crazy. That's that was enough. Crazy. We, we can't even find a bass player for our band. I don't know how you got all the 7,000. Mate, we had, we had amongst there? those 7,000, we had 63 <laughs> people playing timpani. Oh, you know how much my space God. that takes up? <laughs> we yeah. had twelve hundred trumpeters. Oh wow. my God! Is it? Yeah, it was amazing. Is we did it in a football stadium, a Suncorp oh, Stadium wow. in Brisbane. And we wow. put them all up where the people would sit, you know, in the big dish part of the stadium. We set up like an orchestra, and I conducted it from down on the field. 
Oh my god! So have we got any footage? Like, yeah, have we got mu- music or? Yeah, there'll be footage of that on online for sure. So we did, and we just we broke the world record at the Guinness wow. people there and everything. The wow. world's largest orchestra. That was that was hilarious. Oh dear! And, and, and the you, logistics. Do you know the stuff you've got to work out? You'd be thinking, oh, how are we going to, you know, get the music together? How are we going to yeah. do it? The hardest thing about a band that big yeah. is where do you put eight hundred cello cases? <laughs> I was going to say the timing and stuff. <laughs> That's not a bad one. Oh, and where did you put them? Oh, well, we had to put them up the other end of the field. Oh, <laughs> wow. They take up a lot of space, 800 mm. cello cases. Wow. Like, like, we're going to put them. So you needed oh, to hire people just crazy. to move those cello oh. cases. Yeah. Did you have a click track running? No, 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 I'm just conducted. But I'll tell you, you'll love this. I had a Segway, you know those two-wheeled things you ride? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I had a Segway so I could get... Because, you know, a conductor might lean over to one side or to the other side. Well, when the orchestra's in a stadium like that yeah. and had taken yeah. up half of it, um, you have to get around a bit further. So I was on a, I was conducting on a Segway. Well, mate, <laughs> they've got a minds of, the, of my, minds of their own. So how did you bloody organise that, like... Oh, no, mate. No, you've got to have skills. Come on, mate. Okay, yeah, skills. yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. If you can, if you can ride a Segway, well, you can conduct them. Yeah, no yeah. worries. If you can ride a Segway, you can do anything. Exactly. Now, Don Burrows, he was your mentor. Don yes, yes. I met Don when I was 16. Wow. And uh, he took me under his wing and I ended up joining his band and touring with him. And uh, wow. he taught me all, all sorts of stuff about music and about how to run a band and how to be on the road and... You know, just it, it was amazing, and um, we, you know, I worked with him for some years. Of course, then eventually I went out on my own, and but uh, and then I eventually got to invite him back to be a guest with me. Mm. It was really nice, and mm. we stayed friends right up until he passed away in uh, twenty twenty. Oh, um, oh, yeah. he, he was um, ninety. What was he? Ninety two. Yeah, great innings, great innings. Yeah, great, great music. Yeah. I used to go and see him in St George's Road in Fitzroy, a little, um, I can't remember, it was like a little shop sort of thing on a Sunday night. Yeah? You paid two Oh, times. I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. What was that called? Can, Can you remember, remember that? Uh, yeah. Oh, I can't remember yeah, what it's called, remember. but I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, it was just great. You pay $2, you get a cup of tea, and you just listen to yeah. jazz, yeah. Virgil Donati and um, Jeremy Allsop yep. and... Don Burroughs. Yeah. 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 But I saw a video on YouTube last night of you playing um, uh, the trumpet with uh, Don Burroughs and some other guy, I can't remember his name, Julian? Julian Lee. Yes. And I watched it about 50 times last night. Yeah. uh, uh, What was the situation there? Now, was that the one where Julian's playing the piano and I play the piano? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don and Julian were old friends and Julian's been blind since birth and Don um, was, uh, you know, quite old when, when we got to that. He, and yeah. and uh, he wanted to visit Julian. We said, yeah, we'll take you to visit Julian because Julian lives down south in um, uh, Bega. Yeah. So we took a drive down there, went to see Julian, and I said, you're going to have a play. And Julian said, oh, I don't really play anymore. Julian at that time was 94. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and I said, oh, of course you do. Come on, let's have a play. And so uh, we just fired it up in the lounge room and, um, and yeah. started to have a jam. Yeah. It goes for about a minute, but it's very touching, very touching how he just... Yeah, just great to, to see them. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, James, we're uh, taking up a lot of your time, but can I just ask you a question? Like, when James Morrison wants to relax and, and listen to some music and whatever, what does what James Morrison put on? Jeez, it does vary with the mood. Sometimes I will put on some really old gospel music, you know what I mean? Like that early sort of blues 
yeah, I kind of got yeah. booked up. Sometimes I'll I'll put on a, a classical thing. You know, I love listening to that. Sometimes I'll just you know what I like to do. What? Not so much not so much relax, but when I want to listen to some music because I don't put those together. If I want to relax, I actually don't listen to music. No. Because for me, music I have to sort of hear it and be yeah. involved and analyze it and sort of not analyze, you know, but yeah. like be cognizant. So it's not really that relaxing. Yeah. For me, I actually have silence to relax. But but when <laughs> I want to listen to some music, I actually enjoy sometimes just getting the radio on yeah. and just flicking around to hear things that I wouldn't choose. You know, to hear oh, what everyone yeah, else is listening yeah, to yeah, to find yeah. out what's going on. Yeah. I really find that interesting just to sort of check out what's happening. Okay. But but have, have you got like a favourite band or like um, a favourite musician that that you know maybe is is like mainstream that that um, yeah I like some of the stuff that was popular. It doesn't everyone when you're yeah. a teenager, right? Yeah. The stuff that when you're a teenager. Yeah, that's so, what yeah, that's what I mean. What sort of stuff? Doobie, I'll put the Doobie Brothers on any time. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it on in the car. Yeah, turn it up. Yeah, and just. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the sort of stuff. That's that's the question I'm sort of asking you. As you grew up, yeah. that the the sort yeah. of music you were listening to as a teenager and a young man. So it was like yep. Doobie Brothers. What else? Uh, Doobie Brothers, Steely Dan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I uh, and then some older stuff too that probably is a little bit before that time. But I, mm. I really loved the Motown stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Now, so, the, and Ray Charles, you can always put Ray Charles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, James, do you still practice? No. I love the way you used the word still, though, because you assume that I did. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, well, I'm a drummer, and I still practice every day. Yeah, I'm but you're a shit a drummer. Day, We're anyway. talking of a good yeah, musician. Yeah, yeah. So People up. reckon I play like Vinnie Colaiuto, but anyway, carry <laughs> on. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Good, yeah, yeah. No, so he's dreaming, practice. he's dreaming, James. No, What's a question? You don't practice at all, that's it. No, no, I don't practice. I haven't practiced since I can remember. No, I gave that up a long time ago. I <laughs> well, you haven't got I time. Preferred, I must prefer yeah. playing. Yeah, yeah. Why would you practice when he plays it? Oh, I know. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, that's yeah, a silly yeah, question. Yeah. Sorry about that, James. Yeah, it's a stupid, Not at all, mate. Stupid, no, stupid. I like the Vinnie Colaiuta thing, though. I've got a question <laughs> yeah. for you because it's a raging debate yeah, in yeah. my band. Yeah. For yeah. 20 years, every time I got together, there'd be this big debate. Yeah. Who's the best drummer? Best drummer of all time is it Buddy Rich or Vinnie Colaiuta? And was well, never decided. There was a Buddy Rich camp and there was a Vinnie Colaiuta camp, and um, they still argue about it. Well, whose camp reckon? are you on? Oh, I'm, I'm the I'm the band leader. I'm I'm the moderator. I don't. Oh, okay, so you, you you just sit on the fence. <laughs> yeah, I just I just sit there and moderate and sort of you <laughs> he, know when a, someone's had their say, so okay, time yeah. for the other side now. They're, they're both, what do you reckon? Who do you reckon, Vinny or Buddy Rich? Who do you reckon? Come on, I, I, I love Buddy Rich, a great drummer. He's a jazz drummer, but uh, uh, with um, the Vinnie Collier, it's more into the fusion sort of stuff, you know, sort of. Yep. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, well, so it's a different thing. We're not talking about which one do you like better. That's easy. Well, yeah. We're yeah. saying which one's yeah. actually a better yeah. drummer, even yeah. if it's not your style of music. Which yeah. one's better? That's, that's, that's the debate they're having. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. Which one actually can play the drums better? And um, uh, of course, occasionally, if I want to really, you know, annoy annoy them when they're right into it, I'll say. Does it really matter anyway? It's only drums. They're not playing trumpets. <laughs> that's what I reckon. Drummers are dime a dozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait till you play the trumpet, mate. Well, if you need a good drum, a drummer and a good vocalist, uh, I'm the drummer. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the, the vocalist. vocalist yeah, here, yeah, so. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, we yeah. Can get Fantastic. Going. Well, we've got to wrap it up, uh, Jane. Because, James, uh, we, we'd just like to yeah, say how, thanks, how proud we are to have you on our program and yeah. how humbled we are. 
that you would even oh, come on. Oh, not at all, program. guys. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Great to talk to you. All so, right. Let's give a big hand to Ooh. James, the champ Morrison. He's a bloody legend. Thank you very much. You're a, you're a good man. Thanks, guys. My God, bloody, what a legend. He played with Herbie Hancock, George Benson, Ray Charles, B.B. King. And his one regret was that he never played with Louis Armstrong. But he, Louis Armstrong was probably about 80 and he was like 16. Yeah. But, you know, his greatest claim to fame for me, he married Judy Green, Miss Australia. She was a bloody beautiful punk. Oh, yes. I had a big oh. pin-up of her on, in my bedroom wall. Oh, yeah, you didn't tell him. She was gorgeous. Yeah. I did tell him, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I know, but he's played with everyone except me, Tony Nardone. Oh, I no. Uh, You're a I really think, good jazz drummer, aren't you? Oh, a very, yes, very good, yes, very, very good. good. I think you played a style. Oh, uh, mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, one day it might happen. It you might play rock with jazz, might, don't you? You know, I could be at home there uh, yeah. doing nothing, you yeah. know. Yeah. Which yeah. I normally do when the phone rings. Uh, oh, ring, no, ring, ring, ring. Tony Nardone. Yep. James Morrison. Oh! Oh, no. come on. But he yeah. said, we're going to go yeah. and watch him on yeah. his birthday at Homer Hall. Oh, yes. On yes, the, because he's playing. He's going to be 60 in November. Oh, yes, yep. yes, and yes, he's playing yes. at Homer Hall. We're oh, going to yeah. go oh, and yeah. carry his bags. Hey, and his trumpet. Yeah, his, his yeah, trumpet, trumpet bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, what about, what, before you go, he's yeah. going to play in Werribee. He said he wanted to go and play in Werribee, didn't he? I told you we'd ask him. I wonder where he's going to play in Werribee. Maybe oh, yeah. there's lots of places. You can play in the mall. Werribee Town Hall. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the Werribee Football Ground. Werribee Whisperer lives up there. Oh, yeah. Yes, that boy. He wants to go and meet him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't really live in Werribee, does he? Werribee Whisperer? Werribee Whisperer, he resides around. Yeah, Werribee's a big place. There's yeah, lots of stuff yeah. over there. Yeah. Anyway, so if you like the show, uh, yeah, just get yes, on to uh, Spotify, right. Apple, uh, Google, Podbean, and uh, yeah, follow yeah, us, like yeah. us if you want to hear more episodes of James the Chumpcast. James Morrison, I can't believe and it. I'm trying to finish do this. I know, I'm show. sorry. You know, well, unless you, you want to do it. No, no, you do, you go, go, go. Yeah, go, I'm just, yeah, I just said you, it all. So, or send us an email, theshumps at gmail.com. Yes, yes. If you've got any questions, if you want to be on the show, but you've got to pay big dollars to be on our show. Mm, mm. Uh, we don't take cash or there's yeah, only yeah, cash. Yeah, cash, cash. You know, last guess we try to get him on a pay by a post. Oh, no. Oh, no. Fancy trying to get us that. Is that off? Oh, no. Pay the bags, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm Tony Shumpley. I'm Nardella. And I'm Dominic. I'm Tony. Shut up. Sorry. Okay, I know. I know. Okay. I'll never do that again. Ever. Ever. I'm Tony Shumpley. I'm Nardella. And I'm Dominic. I'm Tony Sorbella. We'll see you next time. I'm on... talking like Tony Tadio, aren't I? Yeah, Tony. Yeah. Anyway, go. Uh, I'm Tony Shumpley off now, And I'm the medical Tony Sorbala. And we'll see you next time on Shumpka. Shumpka.